Welcome to Live in a Home That Pays You Back, the podcast for people who want to get the absolute most out of owning a home. Your host is Anna D. Simone, who explains how your home can be healthy, sustainable, and provide long-term security for you and your family. Anna's guests include technology leaders and innovators in the housing industry who share the kind of knowledge you need to meet the market with confidence. Make informed decisions about home construction, renovation, energy scores, water conservation, wind, solar, geothermal power, and lots more. It's time for you to live in a home that pays you back. Now here's your host, Anna Simone. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live in a Home That Pays You Back. And I can't tell you how excited I am today because I have, for the past 30 years, have been a major fan of a company called the Real Estate Energy Services Network, which is known as ResNet. But you probably are much more familiar with the name HERS, which is the Home Energy Rating System, which is implemented under the famous HERS Index. So over the past 30 years, ResNet has completed energy ratings on more than three and a half million homes in America. And I can't tell you how thrilled I am that we have a representative from ResNet here with us today. Ryan Mears has 15 years experience in energy efficiency, energy policy, and building codes. And he is a program director for ResNet. And Ryan, thank you again for joining us today. I guess we can start off with, can you tell us what is the HERS Index? Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, So the HERS Index is a way for a homeowner uh, to compare the relative energy efficiency of their home. Um, So the lower the score, the the more energy efficient the home is. So a home that scores a zero on the HERS index scale, we would call a net zero energy home. Essentially, uh, that's Mm. a home that uses as much energy uh, as it produces. So this is going to be also a home that has uh, some type of solar or other renewable energy. Um, The higher the score, the more energy the home is going to use. So what is a typical score like... um do you have any data that says what an average 2,000 square foot house might have for an average score across the country or by region? Uh, we do. We, we do have, we, we can, we can produce average scores for states and climate zones and regions. We can also break them down by square footage. Uh, last year as a national average, the, uh, the average HERS score was a 58. Um, so getting, Ooh. getting pretty, uh, pretty good at that, that, that number has come down, um, about a point each year for the last five years. So it's, uh, uh-huh. homes are getting more efficient. Homes that are getting HERS rated are getting more efficient with, uh, over time. Yeah. So do you find that, um, most of the people that already own homes just look you up and and order a hers rating or you know what what do people usually do when they want to have an energy rating on their house yeah so one of the things that actually drives people to to get a hers rating is is not even energy at all <laughs> it's actually oh, yeah? comfort um uh-huh. oftentimes you know you know you, you, if you live in a house long enough you get used to what the energy bills are you may think they're a little high 
Um, but you know, m- maybe not necessarily enough for you to, to, to go out and figure out how to lower your energy usage. Most homeowners that actually come to, to hiring a HERS rater do so because they have comfort issues or other c- issues in their house. Uh, it could be that a room is always hot or it's always cold or they're trying to figure out, you know, why they have condensation on their windows or why there's, uh, you know, condensation dripping from their ductwork and things like that. So it's often a comfort or other issues that that bring homeowners to, to getting a HERS rating. Hmm. Hmm. So do you find that the comfort issues sometimes have something to do with how old their house is or the particular style of house they have? Like if they buy an antique colonial that's 70 or 80 or 100 years old and it's got all these rambling rooms, do, do they, to the energy inspector, you know, give them any kind of advice on what to do to make the house more comfortable while they're there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and typically older homes are going to uh, are going to be less efficient, um, and, and oftentimes that's where the comfort problems come from. You know, maybe they have single pane windows still. Uh, it's it's a very old home. It may not have any insulation at all uh, in the walls, Ooh. or oftentimes they would stuff newspaper or other things into the walls uh, yeah. on those older homes. So they really didn't have a lot of insulation, and and uh, and on top of that, they were often. Uh, very leaky as well. A lot of air airflow through the walls um, at at the at the all the different penetrations and and the yeah. kind of uh, you know gaps and things that exist uh, during construction yeah. that don't get sealed yeah. up or didn't get sealed up um, many many years ago because it just wasn't common practice. There was this kind of misbelief that a a, a house needed to breathe. And so yeah. let's build it really yeah. leaky so that, uh, so that we don't get mold <laughs> and things like that. And, and unfortunately that as a big contributor to energy usage and also, uh, comfort problems. Yeah. Yeah. So grandma was right when she said, you know, leave the window open because fresh air is good. Fresh However, air is good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ventilation yeah. is good, but houses don't need to breathe. People do. <laughs> and yeah, so, um, you, you want to, uh, you want to, if you're building a very tight house, so let's go to the other side of the spectrum. If you're building a really tight house, um, you do want to introduce some ventilation because you want some fresh air that's coming in, uh, for the occupants to be able to, uh, to breathe and have, you know, safe indoor air quality levels, uh, but you want to control where that comes in so you can also humidify it or dehumidify it and filter it. Yeah, yeah. I know it's really important to have it strategically done and part of the HVAC system and the whole exactly. plan. Yep. So Ryan, you know, there's this famous blower test and, you know, that the energy rater comes in with very sophisticated infrared equipment. So can you kind of describe that a little bit, What, how people prepare for the visit and, you know, walk us through the steps of what to expect when the, when the energy rater, you know, knocks on your door? Yeah, so if a if a homeowner hires a uh, a hers rater, um one of the tests that they will do is often referred to as a blower door test or an envelope leakage test. Uh it's the same thing, but essentially what the rater does is put a they put up a a frame, they're going to pick a typically a door uh in some cases if it doesn't fit in a door um or the door is not in a great location, they may choose a window. But typically it's going to be in a door. Uh it's going to be a frame with a with a canvas over it and then a blower fan fits inside of that uh that'll get hooked up to a gauge and they will turn that fan on and uh depressurize the house 
and then take a reading to see how much airflow is coming in uh, through all those different cracks and and uh, things in your home uh, could be you know bad weather stripping on your doors it could be uh, leaky windows it could be any number of areas where uh, air is leaking into the home in an uncontrolled way and if you have a very high air leakage rate uh, there's a good chance that your home is uh, is going to be less comfortable and using a lot more energy than it should mm, mm, so that makes sense so I know that the HERS index is based on, you know, like a relational database of data, you know, for a geographical area, for the similar type home, square footage. So can you explain to our, our listeners, you know, how the rated home is being compared, what it's being compared against? Yep. So how the index is formed. Actually, yeah. So the that that's a a good question that we get frequently is you know well my home scored a sixty but what does that mean what is it being compared against and so what what it's being what your what the rated home is getting compared against is uh, what we refer to as the reference home and so the reference huh. home is is set up um, so that it's based on two thousand the two thousand six version of the International Energy Conservation Code as well hmm. as the federal standards that were in place in 2006 for things like uh like equipment efficiencies for your your furnace or your air conditioner um and so so the the when the whole, when the rating is being done if it if it's uh if your home is 2000 square feet the reference home is also going to be 2000 square feet uh that's how the comparison is done so the 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 geometry of the homes the rated home and the reference home are going to be identical uh what's going to okay. change is the insulation level so in in a the reference home the insulation level is going to be whatever was required of the 2006 energy code uh-huh. um, at that time. So that's okay. how the, that's how it's set up. And, and all of this is laid out in a standard, uh, a national standard uh, called yeah. standard 301. And that's, uh-huh. that's basically where um, that standard defines how to calculate a HERS index score. And this is done geographically too. I mean, so like on a county level and MSA or statewide level because yeah. of the climate, the climate differences. Okay. Yeah, so- exactly. So people get a report. I know the report is very, very comprehensive, but I think the first thing that, you know, people want to know, okay, what do we do now? You know, we have a HERS score of 60 and it's on a rating from zero to 130, right? Is that the highest? Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an index scale. So it actually, we have homes that score as low as a negative 96 and homes that score as high as three or 400. Um, oh my God. And so, yeah, cause it's, so it's all, it's all kind of relative. Generally, homes are going to score between a, a zero and a hundred, but there are homes that score much lower if they have a lot more energy. Uh, they produce a lot more energy than they're using oh, or a lot higher okay. if they're just a very inefficient home. Oh, okay. Okay. Very inefficient. <laughs> Three, four hundred. <laughs> and so does the report give people, you know, a list of directives so they know what to do to get that score down? I mean, if their yeah. goal is to save money and save energy. So can you kind of describe a typical report, what it might say, you know, broadly to a, yeah. a homeowner? So, so the report is going to give their estimated HERS index score. Um, it'll give a number of other things like their estimated energy usage, um, as well as estimated energy cost. 
And then what the, 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 the nice thing about what HERS raters do is they use an energy modeling software. And that software allows them to run different scenarios. So they could say, well, the, for this particular homeowner, if they need, um, the insulation levels in the attic could really be increased. And that's often a place that you can very easily go and add insulation. And right. so they can give an estimate. If we increase your insulation from an R19 that's currently there up to an R49, you're going to save this much energy. It'll have this impact on your HERS score. Um, and then they okay. can go and then they can get, um, an estimate. So the HERS rater may not, may or may not provide what that estimate is, uh, yeah. but they can work with the contractor to get a cost estimate. So then they can understand for, you know, X number of dollars, I'll save this much energy, um, you know, going oh, yeah. forward. So yeah, it, it, any, all number of scenarios based on, uh, what work could use to be done on the home and what's the most cost effective in terms of, uh, payback. Right, because they might have an outdated oil furnace or, mm-hmm. you know, an inefficient gas furnace and they might not have eight or ten thousand dollars to spend on getting a whole new HVAC system, which of course is going to make the home more efficient. And I, I think that you know, and in terms of energy efficient, the two things that we have to remember is there's measures that you can take to get, make your house more airtight and have greater insulation and seal up the cracks. But you also have to have a very efficient system. And if if you bought if you bought a house, uh, and I have found this because I've looked at a lot of homes, <laughs> there are people that don't maintain their furnaces and they live in a house for twenty years and they don't do anything. And, you know, things get a little bit inefficient down there. And so it's either, you know, replace. So, you know, I like to say start with the Howard of the house when you're doing energy efficient improvements. But I think that what my listeners want to know is, okay, they buy a house, they they get a HERS report, which is extremely comprehensive. They know that their score is 60. They know what they have to do. They do it all. They spend $30,000 and they spend a couple of months getting, you know, the best systems and it's all done. Now, do they need to call you up and say, all right, now we want to get an, another report? Because <laughs> we would like to see that her score down to 10 or 15. I mean, do they do those? Is that the same process repeated all over again? Or, you know, what, what, what would you hear about that? So it could be, it's not, it's not necessarily the same type of, it, 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 it's, it doesn't take as long to do the follow up. So okay. one of the things that takes time with the, with the HERS rating is going to be, um, it, not just the, the testing and the testing can be done fairly quickly. Um, if a home has duct work in, in addition to the blower door test, they're going to do a duct blaster test to see how leaky the right. duct work is. Um, okay. But. They're going to take all this information that they've done this comprehensive inspection of the home and they're going to enter all that into the energy model. And that, t- that, that's, that's a, a bulk of the time that's needed, um, to do, to complete the rating. So once, yeah. once that homeowner does some, some changes, um, they, the, that the rater can then go in and just update the energy model. And give them yeah. an, and let them know what their, the change in their score would be. Yeah. The only time yeah. that the rater may want to come back, uh, is if they, if they did some 
kind of significant air sealing uh, or say maybe they had really leaky windows and they replaced the windows yeah. Um, yeah. and they wanted to see how leaky the home, what the air leakage um, rate is of after the renovation, uh, oh. then the, they may want to come back. The rater may come back and do a retest to see what that new new score is. Um, and that's important because that has a big impact on the HERS score. Well, that's interesting. So it's not just the HERS score. You've got subscores like the air leakage test. And yeah, the air leakage you, test is a, another component. Yep. Can you give us a couple of more examples that are components of that, you know, main score test? Yeah. So the um, the the air the envelope leakage is one of them. The duct leakage is the other one. Those are the two um, primary tests. If the home has a ventilation system, they um, okay. the the rater may also test that as well. Uh, and they they may also test if if they've had comfort issues and it's a it's a home with a forced air furnace. Uh, they yeah. may also do uh, what they call a, a flow testing uh, using a flow hood in the different rooms to see what the flow rate is in the um, in the supply vents in those rooms uh, hmm. to determine if there's a, an, an issue with with the amount of uh, heated or cooled air that's going to that particular space that could be causing the comfort issues. Um, so those are kind of the tests that are done. Uh, on yeah. occasion, a rater may use uh, infrared camera to, to try to um, kind of isolate where there may be a problem that they can't see behind a wall. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that, that's kind of the common tests that are done in addition to all the information they're going to gather for equipment and insulation and windows and things like that. Yeah, you know, it sounds good. So also, you know, we we have a lot of new construction. As a matter of fact, you know, for before the pandemic, the United States was behind in about a half a million new construction starts. And now we're We've moved across the board, and now we're ahead half a million homes with new constructions. And, of course, the homes that are being built today, some of them are being built off-site, you know, partially prefabricated materials. And so in the housing industry, we see a lot of, you know, the LEED Platinum and Gold Standard, and, and we see the, the Greenhouse Housing Building Codes. And so how does... Um, you know, hers and ResNet play a role and giving an energy score and a new construction in a development or a new housing community. Yeah. So actually, the, the most common usage for the hers index is new construction. Um, uh-huh. There, there's, uh, there's about 10,000 builders across the U.S. that are doing hers ratings on a regular basis. Um, and wow. that includes every single one of the publicly traded builders. There's 19 home builders in the U.S. that are publicly traded. Um, these are, you know, production builders that are often building yeah. in, um, yeah. in a dozen or more markets across the U.S. Yeah. And every one of those builders are doing HERS ratings to some level. Some of them are doing a hundred percent. Every one of their homes that gets built yeah. gets a HERS right. rating. Um, some cases they're also including energy star. So yeah, the, the, the new True. home market is, um, is, is very much where the bulk of HERS ratings are getting done. Yeah. And so what would a difference in a rating might be the, the house is either built at code above code or it might have the Energy Star certified, or it might be a you know a, a net zero ready home under the uh, Department of Energy program. So, as you you know move up the ladder with these different certifications, the herds rating 
kind of walks its way down towards zero, right? So the lowest rating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and, and, and what's interesting is that one of the reasons I think that we're seeing this downtick in the average score over over several years is that you know as builders are are seeing how their homes are doing, um, they're setting targets to get lower, uh, and we right. see that with some builders now. Um, a, a couple builders by 2025 have a goal of having an average HER score across all their homes of a 45, um, and oh. that's really about that level you need to be to add solar to the house and achieve a net zero energy home. Okay. Uh, so we see builders pushing for more efficient homes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people are not aware of this because you don't see this too often. However, you will start to see this more likely in the future. But there are a couple of state housing finance agencies that are actually giving discounts to their mortgage borrowers on either a first mortgage when they're buying a house or in a um, refinance for a retrofit for energy improvement. And the rate that they're paying for their mortgage is tied to like the HERS score. And so, and I've seen a really broad spectrum here where one state is offering a 1% incremental drop in the rate. I'm talking the difference between seven, six, five, and four, depending on the HERS score with the report or any energy score that would be applicable to their model. So I'm finding, you know, this is really interesting and it has something to do too with, you know, the the state's, you know, environmental plans to have the greenhouse you know, gas emissions reduced for the state. But, you know, it also makes it more affordable for the homeowner. Not only going to, they're going to save money in utilities, but they're going to get, a, you know, a lower mortgage rate. You know, yeah. I think that there's, <laughs> there's, there's pros and cons to everything like that because with a net zero, once you achieve that rating, you have to be a responsible homeowner. And if you're leaving all of the windows open and you're irresponsibly handling the utilities, it's not going to be a net zero house. Yep. It's, uh, yeah. It, you know, it has, it has to stick with the house. It, I think you've, you've maybe hit on one of the important aspects of the HERS score. The HERS score is an asset-based rating. Uh, it's That's not true. a behavioral based rating. So you can That's have a HERS right. score of 60 and, and your estimated energy cost is going to be, you know, $3,000 a year. But if you get in that home and, uh, and, and you keep your air conditioner at 65 and you keep your heat at 80 and, <laughs> you know, it, right. it, leave your lights on all the time, um, y- your home is not going to perform as, a, a, as good as the asset <laughs> that you have purchased. That's right. It's like the zero carbon is an asset. It, it always, yeah. it, it'll always have that zero carbon potential for the 60-year life cycle of the home. But when it comes to energy efficiency, it has to do a lot with the lifestyle. So thank you for clarifying so much about both, you know, the old home, the new homes, the process. and But I know that, you know, ResNet has, you know, been very innovative in expanding some of its programs. And one of the exciting things that we're going to share with you today also is your water conservation rating called the HERS H2O. 
Yes. Can you talk about that a little bit, Ryan? Yeah. So HERS H2O is very similar to uh, a HERS rating, except it's for water. So a HERS H2O yeah. rating rates the the water efficiency of the home. Um, it's a, it's this, a similar scale, typically going to be zero to a hundred, um, where the lower score, the, the less water the home is expected to use. Um, and it can also be used to achieve the water sense label. Um, mm. and that's, that, that's yeah. really an important driver, especially on the new construction side. Um, yeah. the, the, the water sense label for homes is very similar to Energy Star. And so if a home achieves a HERS index or HERS H2O score of 70 or less, then it's eligible to achieve the water sense uh, label for that home yeah. as well. Yeah, just for clarification, the Environmental Protection Agency created the water sense label, which is a little, like Ryan said, is a little bit like the Energy Star label. And you will see a water sense label on a toilet or a faucet when you're shopping at the big box stores, just like you'll see an Energy Star label. But it's a big part of the new construction in America is to have that Energy Star certification and also now graduating to the EPA water sense label. But so I wanted to just have a wrap up on how people can find you, Ryan, and find hers and order a report. And so I just want everyone to know that if if you if you don't have a pencil and you're not writing this down, you can go on my website, annadesimone.net, and you will see the the podcast lineup. And so if you are thinking about ordering an energy assessment, you can locate a certified rating field inspector at www.hersindex.com. And you can choose the tab to find a home energy rater. Or you can also locate an inspector by entering your zip code or your state on a, a widget that you'll find on the site. And there's another wonderful thing about the ResNet site, and that is you can check to see if a rater is in good standing. So just visit my website, and all of this information that I've just said to you will be repeated there. And I, I'm thrilled that we had so much valuable information from you today, Ryan. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me on. It, it, the other website that uh, your listeners can visit would be resnet.us. So that, that, uh -huh. that's going to be a, a, the website that's good. That has a lot more information in terms of details. Oh, Hersindex.com okay. is really our consumer facing site. If you're just looking oh, to, okay. you know, just looking to, um, to get started on some of the basics you need to know about the HERS index, that's definitely the site. ResNet.us has a lot more detailed Resnet information. US. Yeah. yeah. Well, that reminds me because I see HERS scores outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. I, I see them a lot in Canada and also in, yep. in the U.K. and Europe. Yeah, there there are um, – there is – we have a, a – a, a sister organization in Canada, the Canadian Residential Energy Services Network, and they do um, HERS ratings in Canada as well um, and, and Puerto Rico. Um, they, they're a little bit more difficult to do overseas uh, because of because all of the data that goes into the HERS index score is is based on U.S. energy usage data. Um, oh, that's so true. Yeah. And, and also. The, in terms of the climate zone, so you to to do it overseas, there there's a a, a little extra work uh, if you wanted to try to um, to do a hers rating yeah. uh, on a on a home yeah. overseas. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah, that makes sense. But then again, I mean, everyone is following the International Energy Code for construction, like that 2006 Mm -hmm. code that you mentioned. But I wanted to announce that um, this episode today is part of a three-part series that I have nicknamed Testing 123. And that is, how does your home measure up? And so what we've covered today is about the energy efficiency level of a home that you are maybe in the process of buying or a home that you live in or a home that uh, your family has lived in for 40 years. But there's so much you can learn from that six-sided box, that house. And so I wanted to start off with my, you know, with the famous, which I believe is truly the founder of energy ratings going back 30 years ago, you know, serving three and a half million people already. But how does your home measure up? We are covering in the next two parts of our series, we're going to learn about how to have a home that is climate resilient. And that is also a test that can be performed. And of course, we're going to cover indoor air quality, which is so important and is covered in part of what you're going to do to have a more energy efficient home. So, Ryan, thanks for being the first podcast at my Testing 123 <laughs> series. Yeah, thanks for having me. It sounds like an exciting series. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Bye bye. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on the Live in a Home That Pays You Back podcast. We hope you tune in again where we'll share more insider secrets so you get the absolute most out of your home. Check out Anna Simone's award-winning book, Live in a Home That Pays You Back. Available at Amazon and major booksellers in print, audio, and ebook. For more information, visit AnnaDeSimone.net. If you like what you heard, remember to follow Live in a Home That Pays You Back and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.